Lonely Monk Productions. Yo, That's My John is brought to you by Liquid IV. Guys, it is festival season. And you know me, I love a festival. And the secret to enjoying a festival is to stay hydrated. Liquid IV has you covered while you prep before, power through to the headliner, and recover after the weekend. Liquid IV hydrates two times faster than water alone with three times the electrolytes of traditional sports drinks. Man, I love Liquid IV. It comes in a convenient packaging, and it's tasty. When you see me at the Exponential Music Festival this fall, you know that I will have Liquid IV on me. And it comes in 12 delicious, refreshing flavors to keep your hydration routine exciting. All right, strawberry used to be my favorite, but they have this new one. It's strawberry lemonade, and it is a banger. One stick of Liquid IV in 16 ounces of water hydrates you two times faster and more efficiently than water alone. It's non-GMO and free from gluten, dairy, and soy. Liquid IV believes that equitable access to clean and abundant water is the foundation of a healthier world. So Liquid IV partners with leading organizations for innovative solutions to help communities protect both their water and their futures. To date, Liquid IV has donated over 39 million servings in 50-plus countries around the world. Okay, and you can get 20% off when you go to liquidiv.com and use the promo code YTMJ at checkout. That's 20% off anything you order when you shop Better Hydration today using the promo code YTMJ at liquidiv.com. Do it, and let's get our fests on. I don't know if y'all have heard Hot Don't Date a Musician by Dream Life yet, but yo. That's my joy. joy. Hey, yo, displace the guilt. What's good, friends and family, neighbors near and far? Welcome to an all-new episode of the Yo, That's My John podcast. The podcast, website, brand, movement, way of life dedicated to the embrace and championing of your passions. I am your host, Nate Runkle, a.k.a. I thought about doing E. John Musk here, but um, nah, fuck that guy, a.k.a. Nate 3.0, back at it again with yet another episode of the podcast. As always, I hope this podcast finds you all in good health and in good spirits. On today's episode, I chatted up with Dylan Durante of the band Ugly. Ugly has just released a new EP entitled Girl Dick, which I just learned you can't say on the radio. And I learned that and so much more about Dylan and the band coming up. But first, what is up, my friends? And I do consider you all my friends. It's officially summer, and y'all, it's hot, it's humid, and I hope you guys are all staying cool. Especially if you're hitting up any outdoor shows. And... Speaking of outdoor shows, look at that segue. If you're looking to hear some great music and you have July 22nd free, be sure to check out the Sweet Juice Fest being held at the Rigby Mansion. They have an incredible lineup this year with Shamir, American Trappist, Brittany Ann Trombal, Samantha Rise, Kufnots and Christina Lise, and Sid and Devi. And they got some special performances by Rock to the Future, Eugene Ryder Herbetta, and the Sound Museum Collective. 
Sweet Juice Fest is a queer artist-led collective whose mission is to inspire community action and engagement through art, music, and joyful connection, engaging in practices that promote consensus, inclusivity, and belonging, with an emphasis on centering the voices of Black, Indigenous, people of color, queer, and gender-expansive artists and community members. Guys, it's a beautiful thing, and I hope you check it out. Tickets are available on their website at www.sweetjuicefest.com. And of course, if you're not on our mailing list, you are missing out. Short little updates about the show sent straight to your inbox. All the cool kids are on the mailing list and you, you, my friend, I know you're cool. So you should join us. Visit www.yothatsmyjohn.com and sign on up. It's easy, it's free, and it will raise your social standing 35 points. You want some more cool points? Well, follow us on the socials at Yo That's My John. We're everywhere. Well, okay, almost everywhere. I'm still trying to get that spill invite. So if you got one, send it my way. But yeah, all the rest, socials at Yo That's My John. Give them a follow. Okay, we're going to take a short break and then come back with my interview with Dylan Durante. But before we do, look, I get it. Ads, they're gross. I know. But we got to do it to keep the lights on. Matter of fact, full transparency, eh, it ain't keeping the lights on. But you know what? It helps. That being said, I have heard you and I know that the ad breaks the past two weeks went uncomfortably long. And for that, I'm sorry. So we're going to do this. One ad at the open, one ad here, and that's it. Cool? Okay. One ad and then my chat with Dylan Durante. My guest today is the front woman of the band Ugly. Recently, the band released the EP Girl Dick, a five-song guitar-driven force of nature built on the foundation that the band showcased on their debut album, Fuck. Ugly will be performing on July 15th at Ortlieb's alongside Waxjaw. Folks, it is my honor to welcome to the show, Dylan Durante. Ladies and gentlemen, I am joined today by the great Dylan Durante. Thank you for joining me today on Yo, That's My John. Oh, thanks for having me. Absolutely. So um, I, I'm, I'm absolutely in love with the new EP. Um, it's absolutely phenomenal. And then uh, just today, I got a chance to watch the um, key studio sessions that, that you guys recorded um, with WXPN. And oh my God, does it translate so well live. Yeah, yeah, it was a lot of fun. It felt really cool to like <clears throat> be an XPN and like um yeah, it was a really a really interesting experience. Yeah, and they um the, like they 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 seem like fans over there too because like even even in the write-ups they give you you guys are it, it, like they you can tell their enthusiasm for your music as much as uh, the the way that I feel enthusiasm about your music. Oh yeah, John and Paige are are really really sweet. They have like I feel like they've been like writing about us for like 2 years now. Um they've been like very very much along during the journey and always um always have the kindest words to say. Uh and they're just very sweet people in general. So I think yeah, I think that's pretty accurate. Yeah, they're excellent over there. So I always like to start these things off taking it uh, into the Wayback Machine and, and going back to being a little kid. When you were a little kid, like, where where were you growing up and what kind of music was playing around the house? Um, I grew up, like, in South Jersey, 
and kind of just like in and around the city pretty much like most of my life um i'd say like a majority of my childhood was in south jersey um as far as music goes uh like all sorts of shit really um i have like this like distinct memory as a kid of being like driving around with my dad um when i was maybe like eight and like the two things that he would play was like um like the uncensored version of dr dre's the chronic (laughs) and then also like i want to say like a black sabbath album and i always felt like it was a very goofy dichotomy and that i don't know for whatever reason that's like a memory that pops up about being like young or yeah that's awesome. Um, were were you into music uh, your whole life? Like, uh, did was it always a passion for you? I think so. Um, I've always really, really loved music. It always felt really important to me. I know um, my, I want to say like my grandma told me when I was like really, really little, I used to always get really excited to sing Happy Birthday. And I would try to sing it before I like knew how to like speak well. And it would kind of just like come out as like gibberish with like the cadence. Um, But yeah, I've always, I've always loved music and always like had it in my life in some capacity or another, even if I wasn't like making it or like playing instruments or anything, I think it was just always like a really important um, aspect. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, Did you, did you start with guitar uh, as an instrument or? I did. Yeah. Um, Uh, What age? Whatever age, like, I think, like, sixth grade, maybe, like, I got, like, a little guitar and just kind of, like, I had, like, one guitar lesson, like, literally just one, Um, and I didn't really learn anything. Uh, I think, yeah, so, like, I had, like, this guitar, and I kind of just, like, go on the internet and, like, look up, like, random tabs and just that or just, like, lock myself in my room and kind of just like sit with it until I like figured stuff out. I feel like it was like a pretty, there's definitely like a big component of like around that age of it, like being like a hyper fixation of just like spending like multiple and multiple hours in my room, just trying to like figure out how it works and like stuff like that. Oh, absolutely. I, I, I'm very much similar to how I started. Like, uh, I never took lessons, but but just surrounding myself with tab and stuff like that and just playing until, you know, my fingers were all raw and just nonstop. Can you remember the uh, the first song that you tried to, to play? Honestly, no, no I, yeah. I don't. Yeah, because they were like, I think like a lot of the songs that I was looking up were just like very simple, like three chord songs. Um, and I remember most of them were songs I had like not heard of before. Like they were just like old, like seventies and sixties rock songs. Cause they were just really easy, but like, um, yeah, I'm not really sure. Yeah. Um, were, were you, um, when you were kind of, uh, playing guitar and teaching yourself, were you writing stuff at that time or were you just, um, trying to play other people's stuff? I think I like, I definitely just like tried to learn how to play. There was a point in my younger childhood that I like wrote maybe like a couple little songs. Like I feel, I I do have like this distinct memory. I feel like there was like a bunch of my friends and we like started a band or whatever. It lasted like maybe like a month or two and like we didn't ever do anything. And I think I like, we wrote like something silly, but I think that was pretty much it. I don't think I like actually 
legitimately wrote anything until I was at least like, I don't know, somewhere between like 17 and 19, probably. What, um, what, what kind of music were you, uh, attracted to at that time? Like, uh, um, I don't know, like all sorts of stuff, really. Uh, I listened to like a lot of, I don't know, anything from like whatever was like playing on the radio in like the mid 2000s to like a lot of like older shit through like the lens of like my dad or like other people's parents. Um, definitely some like, pop punk and like emo shit sprinkled in there and like um yeah like really whatever just kind of like felt good on my brain yeah um i really just love consuming music and uh like i don't know yeah yeah the um uh it, it, it's crazy like at, at that time how much like in those years like how much uh, wildly eclectic stuff um was like on the radio and like now i feel like it all kind of bleeds together at times and stuff like that but like the the 2000s was kind of like the last the last ditch of like just truly like next song could be something that sounds completely different than the one you know that played before it yeah yeah it definitely i definitely have like a lot of memories of like radio and like cds you know being like like a little kid with my mom and stuff before like streaming like really took over. Yeah. Um, so you, you used to put on uh DIY shows. Uh like how how did how did that kind of start? How did the the um idea of like let me let me put something together kind of uh enter your brain? So that was really my friend Johnny's like brain project. Um Johnny and his brother Casey are like two people that I grew up with for a really long time. Um, and they, uh, had a house in Pensacola and, um, I don't even remember how it like actually started. I think they just like randomly threw a show there one time and then it was cool. And then they kind of were just like, yeah, like maybe we could like start like a, like a little house venue in Jersey. Cause like there wasn't really like a lot, like you always had to go to the city and, um, maybe before my time. Because uh, Johnny's, like, a little bit older. <clears throat> he had talked about, like, how there used to be, like, lots of, like, venues and stuff, like, across the bridge, um, you know, and, like, sh- stuff going on. And that that had kind of just, like, died off at some point, like, whenever. Um, but it was a really, it was a really fun time of my life. Like, it lasted a couple years. And there's a lot of different bands that came through. And um, I think it was, like, there was, like, about five of us that kind of like collectively ran and managed the space together what what type of bands uh were coming through like what style of music were were they primarily i think there's definitely like a lot of punk bands um for sure but i don't think that was like it i mean there was all sorts of shit that happened like we had we had stand-up comedy nights a couple times like we had some like hip-hop shows we had some like math core types of bands come through um, I know at one point there was like a touring band from Canada that came through. There was this band, I forget. This band came through one time. Oh, I think it's the Estrogens. Um, but they were going by a different name at the time. Um, and they were literally like, God, they're like 14 years old. And I don't think they like told us that. I think they had like told us they were young and we're like, oh yeah, like it's cool or whatever. And like, um, their parents came and shit. Like it was like a whole thing. Um, 
but yeah it was just like a really cool space and like a lot of our friends would come through a lot and it like kind of picked up like a lot of traction especially for being like a like a shitty diy basement venue in like pensacan like literally in between two highways um the fucking philadelphia inquirer like wrote an article about us which was kind of goofy um but that was fun you know um there's a lot of really a lot of really good times i had in that place and then yeah i mean there was also like kind of like where my band was like born out of because i had never really been like in a band like that and i think just like going to a lot of shows at that point in my life and then we started doing that like really like gave me an itch to like want to do it too um and then that's like how i that's literally like how i met my drummer is like my drummer was in a different band um and he came there to play a show or whatever and i was like illegally bartending at this place um and he like came up and like put a bunch of money in the tip jar and it had like said something about like trying to save money for like music equipment to like start a band and then he like asked me about it um then we like started jamming or whatever like fall of 20 or no like spring of 2018 maybe i think and then like i think our first ever show was there uh like that following september which was really cool and that's like where we practiced that because like it you know like i like basically lived there at that point and like uh my ex at the time um while we were still together was like living there so like i was like there all the time and like i grew up with both casey and johnny and like the parents and everything so it was just like very much like a um like a kind of like all in one kind of space for me for like a couple years. Yeah. Do you, do you, um, so did you come into that with songs already written or, or when you got together with uh, the drummer, did you start writing together? Um, I think it was like a little bit of both. I remember the two friends, the brothers that ran it were like the original guitarist and bassist of the band. Um, and basically, like, I remember, like, pitching it to them, and I was kind of like, I'm trying to start a band, um, and I've been, like, kind of writing some songs, um, and I just, like, want some people to play with. Like, y'all don't have to, like, necessarily be in the band, but if you'd be down to, like, you know, like, kind of, like, translate the shit with me, that would be really cool. So, like, I had, like, some stuff written, and I think, like, some of the songs were, like, old um, from, like, being, like, you know, like, 19 or whatever, I think, like, most of those, like, never actually made it into anything. Um, but then once uh, my drummer joined, we, like, kind of got into stuff and um, just started, like, writing a lot more and, and everything. The um, Did did, did the uh, kind of connection feel natural immediately um, between you and your drummer? I mean, you guys are still going strong, right? Yeah. No, I love Teddy. Yeah. Uh, like aside from being my drummer, we're very, very, um, very close. He's definitely one of my closest friends. Um, yeah, actually the irony is that the first time the first time we ever played together, I was dealing with like really severe like I got diagnosed with panic disorder that year. Um, and it had gotten like pretty wildly out of control. Like I was having like multiple, like very high severity like panic attacks like a day. And the first time that we ever, like, he ever came over to, like, meet up and, like, jam or whatever, 
like I was like in the midst of like having an anxiety attack and I was like really embarrassed and I was like this dude's gonna come over and like never want to like talk to me or like being this band again and then um I like had a prescription for like benzos for like when my panic attacks got real bad but I didn't like to take them a lot because like I would get kind of fucked up um and I ended up taking one so like the first time that he came over and jammed like that's like kind of how we wrote the one song out of him on like our like demo EP. Um, Cause I was literally like fried as fuck on an out of van after having a panic attack and couldn't really like speak or say a lot of words. And was kind of just like moaning and whining and like playing two chords just to kind of get a feel. Um, yeah. The um, uh, with the, the, did you ever, so I, I only asked this because um, it, it happened to me before and um it's it was one of the um weirdest experiences i've ever had but um have you with that ever had a panic attack in during a live show yes i definitely have actually like not in the middle of a set um my anxiety has been like drastically diminished for the most part like some 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 phases of my life it acts up more others it doesn't um one of one of my biggest stressors that I've noticed is if I'm like not taking care of myself, like if I'm not getting a lot of sleep and I'm not like eating well, um, and if I'm like just generally stressed out and I'm like smoking a lot of cigarettes, like that will definitely lead me to having more. And the one that I can think of is like this one time we, uh, it was like our last show from tour, um, last year, and it was like at this place in Jersey. Like the middle, I, like Maze Landing or something, and it was like literally like the last show we had on the docket for like the whole tour. So like I hadn't rested well in what had been like literal weeks. Like we played like twenty shows within the last month. Like I had been everywhere from like Wisconsin to like New Orleans and Florida and like everywhere up and down in between. And um, I was like on no sleep and like just weeks of deteriorating from the road and dealing with like a tooth infection on top of all of that. And I had like severe panic attacks. I thought I was going to have to like call like an ambulance. Like I thought I was like passing out. Um, and it was just like that bad that I was like, um, you know, it was like with like uh, my band and like a couple of friends and like my partner at the time. And I was just like, yeah, I was like, I feel like I'm going to like pass out and like I can't breathe and all this shit. And then, um, yeah, we, like, had to, like, push our step back a little bit, and then eventually it was fine, and I, like, got up on stage and was, like, okay, but um, it was kind of embarrassing, especially because, like, I just, like, my eyes were, like, bulging, and I'm, like, walking around this, like, venue and, like, just kind of looking, like, distraught, and I didn't like that we had, like, you know, had to, like, have accommodations and, like, cut our set short on top of it, and it just felt, like, very, um, <clears throat> but I felt like that was also, like, my body's way of like telling me that like I needed to rest because I had like literally not rested well in like a month straight. Um, and it was the last show. So like, I remember like literally like right after performing me and my drummer drove back to his house and like ordered a pizza and like turned the lights off in his living room and just like watched movies and ate pizza and just chilled. Cause I was just like so spent from like that, uh, that whole ordeal. But uh, yeah, it wasn't fun. Definitely not. No. Um, no, it was weird. 
That um yeah it, I um it, it uh, I have panic and anxiety attacks I I haven't in a long time and I should probably knock on wood but um but I I had one on stage mid song and um I finished the song and then literally thought I was going to um have um a heart attack die and everything right there and I was like well if I go out at least I went out on stage but um <laughs> but uh yeah it, like. Um, luckily, uh, the venue was cool with me taking just a, a small break. I took a break, I went in the back room and I ate the most amount of combos I've ever eaten in my life. And they were the best combos I've ever had. I think, um, <laughs> yeah, panic attacks suck. Like they're, I feel like anybody that's like never had them, like you don't realize like how physical it actually is. Like it's less about like your head freaking out. Cause like that's when, it, when I got diagnosed with a panic disorder, I think that was like the most frustrating thing. Cause it was like, um, like psychologically, like I know that I would be okay. And I'd be like, yeah, like nothing's about to happen, but like physically, yeah. Like your breath gets really shoddy and you can feel your like eyes rolling back and your heart is like 200 plus like beats per minute. And it literally feels like you're having like a heart attack and you can't really talk yourself out of it. You can just be like reminding yourself like, okay, like it's going to fade and then I'm going to feel fine or whatever. But like at the time, like you know, and then you start to spiral and you're like, damn, like, what if this actually is the end? Like, what if like, cause my body is reacting in this way that feels like not normal um, or whatever. And yeah, it sucks. And they're not, they're terrible. Yeah. The brain is um, um, a tricky thing there and uh, not so fun. Um, so, so you guys um, did the, the first EP. Um, what, where did you record that at? We literally recorded that at the um venue space uh like <clears throat> same thing kind of like diy uh my friend nick may like recorded everything and like set everything up like um and it was yeah it was basically just like a demo kind of vibe because we didn't have any music out and like um we we'd only played like a couple shows so we we're like we should like at least have something out and um yeah we did it in like literally like a day like, I think it was actually, I think it was my birthday, if I'm not mistaken. Like, I'm pretty sure my birthday of whatever year that was, like 2019, we just like sat in the basement for like 12 hours and just recorded through like a four song. Like, we didn't even play to a click. Like, we just kind of like, like just threw it together. And, and then that was that. Sometimes I like forget that it actually exists too. Cause like, it really never, it really wasn't much. It was just like something for people to like cling on to at least until we like started recording the album and everything. Yeah. So, uh, yeah. So leading into the, the, the first album, uh, uh, the, uh, beautifully titled fuck, um, it, it, um, it, it sets me up to ask uh, one question and, and it's thematic, uh, through not just the name of the band, not just the name of the first album, uh, but the, the recent, uh, EP. Um, my question is, um, uh, uh, capitalization and lowercase, um, you are very, um, uh, free with, and, um, it's something that I appreciate because, uh, when I used to perform, I used to be a, uh, all lowercase Nate, uh, and, uh, and, uh, with, with punctuation and stuff like that. Um, is there, is there anything behind, um, the way that, that you use capitals and lowercases and, and, and periods, um, other than just, uh, it looks cool? Um, I mean, yeah, there's definitely like some stuff, like, I don't know how, how exactly deep it is. I know for me specifically with like the new EP, like having the period felt important because it made it feel more like a statement. Um, 
where it's like no like this is like it's like a word and a statement and like the end like period you know um but yeah i don't know uh i feel like capitalization in a lot of ways like emphasizes things um you know and can be like underutilized sometimes um where like i feel like like fuck in all caps hits a lot different than like fuck in lowercase or then like fuck with just like a capital f like they all kind of like have their own distinct like unspoken meanings even if we don't really think about it you know um and i think it's just like a fun way to kind of like play around with stuff and like gives you like an ability to like like more like thematic structure to like other titles and things like that Definitely. Did um did yeah. did did titling it fuck um present any problems getting it listed like uh streaming or anything like that? Oh, for sure. Sh- not so much streaming. Um it definitely like it definitely wasn't ideal, I'm sure, in a lot of ways. Like, um I know a lot of people had like told me when I'd like told them that, that like that was the name were like trying to convince me to like not name it that because they're like you're just gonna like create more barriers you know because like nobody can say it on the radio like certain things like i know we got like um you know shit gets flagged all the time on like socials for certain things like that like which fuck like it happens sometimes like specifically with the new ep like um there's been times where like i literally just like share the spotify link and like the shit gets taken down or like you know like everything has to be like censored as like um potentially like you know sensitive content because like of the words girl dick and like yeah it definitely creates it definitely creates some barriers but like i feel like for one um i think it's stupid i think that uh language for a reason and um it was never meant to be in any sort of like pushing the envelope kind of way uh, which I feel like um, maybe some people interpret it as that sometimes, but it, it's just, you know, like, just like words that are in my vocabulary that I use a lot and that have like significant meaning. And like, um, yeah, I feel like also just like being who I am, it feels like important to be able to like use these words and use them in a way that feels like important and like powerful to me. But yeah, it definitely it definitely causes issues. Like that's for sure. Like, um, yeah, I mean, like they can't. Uh, like I know I like talked about it with like John on XBN, where like, um, like we couldn't say the EP on the radio, so we really? just have to be like, oh, like ugly's new. Yeah, I mean, you can't say girl dick on the radio, I guess, because of dick or whatever. Um, so it'd be like ugly's like new upcoming EP, and like I think that was the same thing with the album, like ugly's new album. Um, cause it's like an, uh, you know, first word or whatever, like stuff like that. And like, I assume that it also gets listed as like a, uh, uh, like an explicit kind of thing as well. And like, um, yeah, but I don't know. I mean, that's the whole point of art too. I feel like is to kind of like reexamine these things and like why, why they like matter so much or don't matter so much or, you know, like seem to like create like ripples of tension yeah it's we i mean it's weird to me because like uh all right i get you can't say fuck on the radio but 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 girl dick like regardless of meaning just doesn't seem like anything that would have to be censored that's just completely blows my mind that that they can't say that on 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 xpn 
Yeah, I think I yeah, I don't know. I, I assume it's just like I don't know. I'm sure it's like a probably blurred line. Like I'm sure there's not been like many opportunities that that's really even like crossed paths. Um, but yeah, I know that anytime we like post about it, like shit potentially gets flagged. Like the album cover itself on the EP gets flagged a lot as like nudity, um, which is funny because it's not even nude. Um, but uh, yeah, it's definitely been uh, like we could never run like like ads on it or something. Like they would they would never. Like we would never be able to do that. I knew that for sure. No, it's um, so it's so bizarre how how just the the weird things that that we try to hide and censor. Uh, it's just, it yeah. just doesn't make sense. Um, so fuck was the um uh was done at the Gradwell House and was the um first time you worked with Dave. Is that right? Yeah, that was yeah the first time we worked with Dave. The first time we recorded anything professionally um first time you know uh recording an album really like that too uh it was a very very long and fulfilling and very exhausting experience but um dave's great the gradwell house is also great that's actually like where our practice spot is too so like that felt nice because like we literally practice in like the downstairs area and then you know would like go upstairs and record um and it was just really cool to like have that as like an experience i feel like i learned like a lot like over the course of like doing the album especially that like carried into like recording the like newest ep like i felt like we took like a lot of knowledge from like the last time around um and were able to use it in ways that like i don't think we really knew before yeah what 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 do you think the um like what were what were some of the kind of uh tips and tricks that you that you learned like uh mostly time management stuff or time management is definitely a thing um like i feel like we played a lot more with tone this time around which was cool or just like getting like a little bit more experimental where i feel like when we recorded the album it was a little bit more rushed um just because like we just like wanted to get it done or whatever and like um like just having the experience of like what you know how long things take like you know like how like drums are like a significant portion of recording they take up a lot of time because you have to like set them up and they have like 40 mics um and like being like prepped with your shit and like uh you know how like i don't know like just like a lot of different stuff and then dave is also you know really good and um has like a lot of his like like his own inputs that i feel like he aided to like helping put together both records which is really cool and like matt weber at the gradwell house also was like a recording engineer um especially on this one like for like pretty much all of the drums and like just having other people in the room like outside of the band can be kind of helpful uh because people just like add their own you know little things or like oh like maybe we should try this or whatever and it might be something that like we haven't thought about um and then it comes out really great yeah um you you the, the for the the new ep those songs you had been playing live prior to uh going into the studio did did having those kind of live rehearsals um help in the recording i think so yeah like we started i think the first time we played any of those songs live was literally like i think it was december of 2021 it was um the 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 Johnny Brenda show that we played with Full Butch and Kelsey Clark and the Swigs. I think we played like two or three of the new ones, um for the first time ever, 
like uh, at that show. And then we took pretty much all of them on us because we finished recording the new EP right before we went on tour last summer. And um, I think we played like pretty much all of them at some point or another on the road as well. Uh, so yeah, like we've already been like practicing it a lot and we've been playing it live and then we recorded it. Um, and then we left and went on tour and like got to play like a bunch of those songs live, which was also cool. Cause I feel like, you know, we were like in new cities and like nothing was released yet. So I felt like it left people like a little bit extra, you know, to like go, uh, like be patient for when, you know, like things do come out and then, yeah. Yeah. The, um, like, like I said, uh, I've been like nonstop ever, ever since I got a, uh, uh, early, uh, promo copy of the EP, it's, it, it, it's, it's been in the rotation. It just absolutely screams and, and the guitars sound just so good on it. And, uh, and your vocals are, are absolutely incredible. Um, if you, I, I know it's hard. It's like, a uh, a, a Sophie's choice of trying to pick one of your children. If you had to pick a favorite song on the album, what, what one do you, uh, enjoy performing the most performing or just like objectively or uh, i guess both i think performing one of the i think spyro is like the most fun to play uh because it's just like there's just a lot of energy and it's bouncy um but i would definitely say like my favorite song on the the on the ep is relic yeah um that was the one i really really liked and i'm very proud of um I think it just has like a lot of like personal meaning to me and I just like the general direction. Um, I feel like I got to like play with my voice a lot more on the record this time than I did last time around and was like trying to like experiment with just like uh, just like little things here and there. And I feel like that song specifically, like I just played like a lot around and like we have like, um, it's like you don't really hear a lot of it. It's like very subtle, but there's like a, like a Fender Rhodes, like on that song in the beginning, you can hear in like the background behind the guitars, just like little light keynotes and stuff. And um, uh, yeah, I really, I think that's like my favorite song for sure. Yeah. Um, like, uh, how, how is playing these songs live, um, or, or, or all of your songs in general, because, you know, like you said, they, they are very personal. Um, and you know, I, I, I always had a problem. Um, I always, uh, put like a persona on, uh, and, and I always wrote most of my songs from the idea of a persona so that no one ever, no one got to get through this wall. Um, but, but you put a lot out there. Is, is it a challenge to perform or do you kind of get used to it um i think you kind of just get used to it i feel like i've been asked this question before it's like one of those things that it's like uh i feel like in the moment of playing i kind of like lose the thought of it being vulnerable and i kind of just like it's definitely like a good exercise to get a lot of feelings out and like sometimes i feel like they don't it doesn't feel as intense and then other times I think the songs hit a little bit harder, especially like some of the really more vulnerable personal songs. And I'll like legitimately kind of feel a lot of those feelings kind of resurface. But I feel like it also makes for like a good show because then it feels like very much like like authentic and like where where a lot of my shit is coming from. Yeah, I don't know. It's just, I think it's just like the way that I've always kind of wrote in that way. Like it, it always feels very personal and vulnerable and coming from like a lot of like uh, I'm a very emotional person, I guess. Yeah. I have a lot of feeling. I, 
I'm a, I'm a, see, I, I am too. And that's why I'm a coward and, and would never share it. I, I did. Uh, I, I had one really personal song that I wrote and performed at an open mic one night and had a um, uh, not a panic attack, but a borderline breakdown um, just performing it. And I was just like, yeah, that's not it's just not for me. Um, I'll just I'll just play these in my bedroom like I can record them and I can play them for people. It's so weird and like and have no kind of attachment. But like once the words come out of my mouth, that's when the problem happens. Like I'm just like, oh, no, I'm saying it again. <laughs> like uh, but like I said, I'm, I'm a bit of a coward. So, uh... <laughs> Well, I think also like I think less about the content and more about like like um, I feel like it's pretty vulnerable to play new songs just for like the first time or like the first couple times um but i feel like after that point once you like play them a bunch it becomes like more muscle memory than anything and then i feel like it kind of like doesn't feel as scary if that makes sense where like even like you know like some of the <clears throat> really like deeper like heavy stuff that i write like we played it so many times now that i'm like i kind of just like feel like i just like access that space for a minute and then that's kind of like the end of it yeah do you um, um is uh obviously because you you guys uh spend so much time together and create together and stuff like that when you when you bring a song for the first time to the band or you're working on a song for the first time um is there any has there ever been ever any hesitation to uh on, on that first on that first kind of walkthrough or, or do, do, do they present like, do you have like a, a, a and I'm going to gather that you do a, a nice safe space to kind of be able to explore that? Yeah, I think so. I think maybe like in the beginning of being in a band, it was like a little bit more nerve wracking. Um, and I like try to make sure that like whatever, whenever I bring a song that it's like, <clears throat> I at least have it down enough to like really translate so it doesn't feel like too like kind of like sloppy and and shitty or whatever but i don't think that anybody's ever made me feel like uncomfortable about any stuff like that i think like at most like i just like avoid eye contact which is something that i kind of do in my day-to-day and then also especially on stage um and i think that helps a lot or like just like closing my eyes helps a lot um because then i don't have to worry about I think like that's the biggest thing like the the songs themselves are one thing but it definitely feels weird to be looking at somebody in their eyes and singing them that feels like a whole other thing that can get like a little a little uh uncomfortable at times but yeah yeah, i feel like uh i feel pretty safe when i when i bring new stuff to the table and i mean the band obviously like has stuck around this long so i assume that they like what i write um i hope at least that's awesome no i I, i'm sure they do i mean you write phenomenal stuff so it's hard to you you don't you don't have to worry about them not liking you like this is really good stuff um and i'm not just saying that because we're talking like like i said though this this ep like um is just incredible uh what is what is the uh reaction been like to it um have you been getting good feedback uh since it's it's been out what two weeks now a week and a half something like that yeah, I think it's been like two two-ish weeks. Um, it seems like it seems like people like it. Uh it's always hard to tell. Um, you know, uh and like I don't know. I, it, music is so strange in that way, at least to me sometimes, but 
I feel like the reception has gone really well. Like, I feel like at least like my friends and stuff seem to really like it. Um, we got, uh, like today we got a write up in the Chicago reader, which is like really cool. Like somebody, um, like did like an album review on their like edition for whatever, um, like whatever edition today was. And there's a lot of like really nice words in that. And like, you know, the other write-ups that we've gotten have seemed to have like really nice words. Uh, and then we had the release show at repo and that was a lot of fun. And like, it seemed like everybody had a really good time. So I would, I would say it seems like the, the reception has been overly positive, at least. Um, I think, I think so. I don't know. I hope, I hope people like it, I guess. Yeah, no, absolutely. Um, are are you are you guys touring this this summer or? Um, I don't know if we're going to tour this summer, but we're definitely going to be touring soon. It might just be like closer to the fall. Okay. Um, I think like you know we have like a lot of things to gather, and um, it is a very a very a very uh extensive process the tour, especially being like a DIY unsigned band with four people um that like you know i mean like we don't really make money through music either you know and like we don't have any management or anything like that so it becomes like a very big um a very big ball of stress to really put together but yeah like definitely touring again soon um it's definitely on the docket uh i like touring i think it's a lot of fun i wish i could i wish i could do it more to be honest yeah, uh, it's it's awesome to be able to like go into it, it's like a, a fighting in a in a foreign land, you know, it's like go into and it's like, all right, hopefully, you know, we show up here and uh, we make some new friends, you know, like that's a, that's how I always used to feel when I used to go out and, and jump in the van and just kind of, uh, you know, explore musically explore. Yeah, I mean, you get to, like, see, like, when we toured last summer, I went to, like, a bunch of cities I'd literally never been in my entire life. Um, Like, I think, like, pretty much all of us have, like, been places we'd never been. And, like, you meet bands that you, like, may otherwise never meet. You definitely meet people that you're, like, I might literally never see you again in my life. And, like, this is just, like, this, like, shared, like, special moment that we have, like, a night together to, like, you know, like just be in like the same space for whatever reason. And um, I think one of my favorite things about touring too, is I feel like it's the most, the most like clear and honest um, reaction to people absorbing your music where like, I feel like playing at home, like is great. And like, you know, like I love, I love playing here and I love being here and I love my friends and like all the people that I know. But, like, you know, like, sometimes, like, people are going to just either, like, tell you that you did good for whatever reason or, like, um, not even not even so much to that. But, like, I feel like there's just, like, you know, it's, like, home or whatever. But then you're in, like, a state, like, 1,500 miles away from your house. Um, you don't know a single person there. And, like, there's three other bands on top of that. So, like, nobody has to – nobody has to stick around to watch you nobody has any sort of social obligation to say anything to you, let alone like come up to the merch table or like, you know, really do anything. And I feel like those were the times that really meant like a lot to me where I'd be like, um, you know, playing in like, I don't know, like wherever, like somewhere 
some random place in the Midwest and like somebody comes up to me after the show and they're like, I, you know, like buys a record and they're like, I really like your stuff. Like your show is so good. And like, I love your band and your music or whatever. Like that, that was like the craziest thing to me. Cause I'm like, damn, like you literally mean that. Cause like, why else? You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, and it just, it feels really, it feels really special and like uh, meaningful. Uh, that's really nice. It's a really nice feeling. Oh, it's beautiful. I love it. Well, at this time, do you want to go through the jauntlet? These are my stock questions that I ask every guest that comes through these parts. It starts with the one-hit wonders. And the first one, Billy Joel or Elton John? Who do you prefer? Elton John. Yeah. Uh, Billy yeah. Joel, I think, is in town tomorrow night or something like that, playing the Lincoln Financial Field. And that just blows my mind, like a guy in a piano and and a football stadium. Like a uh... Yeah, that is kind of crazy. <laughs> it's wild. Uh, the next one, Debbie Harry or Joan Jett? Debbie Harry. Yeah. Uh, Aretha yeah. Franklin or the recently departed uh, Tina Turner? Tina Turner. She was just so fierce. Like, just so incredibly fierce. Uh, the next one, Nirvana or Pearl Jam? Nirvana. Yeah, I, I kind of figured that. Uh, I, I, the, the Sensibility-wise, I kind of figured that. Uh, Janis Joplin or Stevie Nicks? Stevie Nicks. Okay, okay. Also uh, playing with Billy Joel at the football stadium. Still weird. Very weird. Um, uh, Beatles or the Stones? Neither. Okay. All right. I accept it. I accept it. Um, Bohemian Rhapsody or Stairway to Heaven? Uh, Bohemian Rhapsody. Excellent. Excellent. All right. The next uh, section here is the top 10 countdown. Um, as we said before, uh, John can be whatever you want it to be. Uh, number one, what was your first John when you were a kid? What was the first thing you remember being obsessed with? Cheese fries. Yeah. Um, do you, are, are you still cheese fry obsessed? Uh, absolutely. Like to no end. I love cheese fries. It's like one of my favorite things. Okay, so there's this uh, there's this uh, pizza place in North Wales, Pennsylvania. It's a suburb of Philadelphia, and uh, it, it's called uh, Tony's Pizza Palace. And they have these uh, loaded cheese fries, um, and uh, they are without a doubt the best cheese fries I've ever eaten in my life. So if you ever find yourself in the in the Philly suburbs in, around North Wales, definitely check that out. Okay, good to know. <laughs> uh, number two, what's your current John? What are you into right now? Um. Naps. Yeah, I'm a, I'm a, a, a huge proponent of the nap system. Like, I really think that we should integrate more naps into adult life, um, specifically because I don't sleep enough. So I I love the, the afternoon uh, nap and sometimes, you know, that nap becomes sleep. But whatever. Uh, number three, what was your first concert? What was the first live show you ever saw? I think it was Warp Tour in like 2007, maybe. Uh, who I'm was headlining? Sure. I couldn't even tell you. I was there in a skateboard contest, which is how they went. And then I was just at Warp Tour, and I remember like bouncing around. I know there was definitely like a bunch of like big name bands that played that year. I just don't remember. I was like probably like twelve years old and literally hopped up on like unregulated energy drinks with a skateboard. So 
That's incredible. Uh, it's it, you know it's really uh, interesting that you say that because I, I I was going to say this earlier and it completely slipped my mind. But listening to the EP, one of the main thoughts I had was uh, when I first heard it was God, I would I gotta put this on headphones and go out skating. Like it just it feels like a, a it feels like a skate record to me. That's fun. I like that. I hope people skate to my record. Yeah, man, it's it's it's, it's absolutely beautiful. Uh, number four, what was your last concert? Um, what was the last concert? Uh, I think it was a show at Wortlieb's. Um, I think it was called Lavender Menace Fest. It was just like a bunch of like it was like a pride, like queer fronted band thing that like a couple of my friends' bands were playing. I think that was the last show I went to, if All right. I recall. It was like a week or two ago. Okay. You guys are playing Ort Liebs, uh right? Uh, the 15th or something like that coming up in July? Yeah, yeah. We're playing, yeah, July 15th. Excellent, excellent. See how I segue that in there perfectly? Uh, it's uh, years years of podcasting. We'll get that to you. Uh, number number five, what was your favorite concert? What was the best show you ever been to? God, that's so hard. I feel like it changes all the time. Um, most is my answer. I would say like not all because I've definitely been to some concerts that have sucked, but I would say most concerts are my favorite. Feels like, like way too hard to pick. That's awesome. No, it's a beautiful answer. I love it. Uh, number six, who have you never seen live that you wish you would have? They can be living or dead. I don't know. That's a good question. Like, there are, like, I really want to see Wednesday, but I'm literally seeing them on Saturday. So I feel like that it feels like a weird answer because, like, I'm going to see them anyway. It counts for um, two days. <laughs> yeah. Who's dead? That would be cool to see. I liked Soundgarden when I was a kid. I think it would have been cool to see Soundgarden when Chris Cornell was alive, I guess. Great answer. Great answer. I love Soundgarden. And uh, I I've, I think I might have said this on the show before, but the people didn't hear it. Uh, but uh, when uh, they did, um, uh, or Chris Cornell, right before he passed away, uh, they did a uh, Temple of the Dog reunion tour. Um, and I was going to go and something else came up and I was like, oh, I'll just, ca I'll catch, I'll catch Cornell the next time he comes through. And then, and then he passed away. And, and so I never got to see him live and I'm, I kick myself daily for that. Yeah. Yeah. You uh, never know. Yeah. Like, and I can't tell you how many times that's happened where I'm just like, oh, I'll get them the next time. And then, so you should always, always act on those impulses when you have them. Uh, number seven, name an unappreciated John. Name something, anything you wish more people uh, knew about. Hmm. Unappreciated John. Me. I, I'll take it. I'll take it. And I agree. I, I and, and I feel like and I hope and again, this is more that knock on wood stuff that um, this EP uh, uh, changes that because uh, people should 100 percent pay attention to you. Thanks. Okay. Uh, number eight, what's your favorite album? And I know it's a tough one, but I can't even answer that. I would feel dirty picking one. I, I, even that response is, is, is a good response. I'll take it. <laughs> uh, number nine, name an artist whose output you'll consume anything they release. Wednesday for sure. Yeah. Yeah. They're well, definitely in like my top favorites. I dig it. I dig it. Uh, the 10th and final of the top 10 countdown. What is your favorite John of all time? Again, can be anything you want it to be. Um, 
sex. Yeah. Yeah, it's a good answer. Yeah. Gay sex. Right on. Right Queer, on. Gay, trans sex. That's my I love answer. It. I love it. Beautiful answer. So uh, are, are you guys working on uh, new material? I know this just came out, but uh, or do you have a, a follow up stuff already in on it? Yeah, we have um, we have a bunch of new songs. We we played, I think, like two new songs at the release show, um, which was a lot of fun. And uh, yeah, definitely I'm trying to like lay that down soon also and and get some more stuff out. Yeah. Um, are, are you going to keep with the EP format or are you going to do another album? I guess time will tell. Good, good, good. Good answer. Good answer. Um, so other, other than um, uh, the show at Ortlieb's on the 15th, um, do you have do you have shows lined up uh, for the summer? I know not a tour, yeah. but. Um, we're playing a show next week at Kung Fu with this band we played with on tour in Atlanta um called flummox um also on the 15th uh it hasn't been announced yet specifically but we're supposed to play this like this thing at the william way center they do like um like a like a trans celebratory like block party thing through the arkilla adams like transway center um and i think we're supposed to play that also on the 15th like during the day um i think we might have a show in pittsburgh that following day i don't remember if it's like fully confirmed or not and then i think we have a couple shows in new york like those following weeks and um i think we have another brenda show in august um there's like a bunch uh it's hard to remember off the top of the head but i know we definitely have like a bunch of shows lined up and then yeah like whenever a tour comes around there'll be a lot more it's so cool. Uh, if any of these uh, cool cats and kittens who uh, listen to the show would like to find you guys on the socials, how what's the best way to track you down? My band is ugly across literally everything. Instagram, Twitter, the email, um, TikTok that we don't use, um, Venmo. If you want to send, send some money my way, that would be cool. Uh, but yeah. With an I, U G L I, like the fruit. Um, uh, TikTok, something I just can't crack. I have I have an account, and there's one 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 tick uh, uh, talking up there, and uh, that's it. Because uh, I just I, I think I might be too old. I think I'm, I may have just finally aged out of uh, of a social platform, and I'm okay with that. Yeah, I just like um, I I do a lot of the behind the scenes work for the band, like aside from like being the songwriter and the front person and, you know, like the general contact point. I also like run all the social media. I'm like the person who like coordinates like emails and like um, basically everything. And I think just like social media is like really exhausting as is. Um, so like like we have it and like i just like have not found time to really dedicate to that because like um there's like too many to keep up with all the time and i'm, I'm just tired truthfully um, sure. maybe like if we have a label probably play with my phone more i don't know we'll see um with the the listing um uh, thing we were talking about earlier is there any uh, issues getting songs listed on like um on TikTok or or uh, on Instagram for reels um, with uh, the album titles uh, "fuck" and "girl dick" or uh, is is, is there no? I don't 
I don't think so. I think the main thing has been the title itself, but like there's no songs that are called Girl Dick, so I think that's okay. Yeah. Um, and then the artwork. The, the artwork gets flagged a lot for like um I don't know, nudity reasons or whatever. So Yeah. But um yeah, I don't know. Honestly I haven't even really checked, but I think it's okay as far as like the the music stuff. That's cool. That's cool. Uh, well, uh, Dylan, thank you so much uh, for doing this. And thank you so much for creating such f- just phenomenal art. Um, I appreciate it so much. Um, and uh, thanks for coming on my dumb little show. Yeah, of course. Thanks for having me. It was very nice to, to be here. I hope I did an okay job. My thanks again to Dylan for joining me on the show today. Ugly's new EP, Girl Dick, is available wherever you get your music from or can be found on their Bandcamp page at mybandisugly.bandcamp.com. You can follow them on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at mybandisugly. And you can catch them live opening for Waxjaw on Saturday, July 15th at Ortlieb's at 8 p.m. Links to all of those are in the show notes. If you haven't done so already, please be sure to subscribe to the Yo That's My John podcast wherever you get your podcasts from. And gang, it's not too late to get yourself a super awesome John Scout merit badge for citizenship of the world just by rating and reviewing us. Don't forget to visit www.yothatsmyjohn.com for articles, merchandise, and links to all of the previous episodes of this podcast. And, hey, while you're there, be sure to sign up for our mailing list to get all of the updates delivered straight into your inbox. Like us on Facebook at facebook.com slash yo that's my John for updates and live streams. Follow us on Instagram and Twitter at yo that's my John and search yo that's my John on YouTube to find the yo that's my John YouTube channel. Like and subscribe the heck out of that ish. We want to hear from you. Reach out, reach out and touch some John. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Another episode in the uh, books. Blue skies. Until next time, everybody. Hey, yo, displace the guilt and embrace the pleasure. Your taste in music doesn't have to be yo, measured. That's My John is a Lonely Monk production written and produced by yours truly, Nate Runkle. Theme song by Phil Tyler Music featuring Nate 3.0. Special thanks to Fox Run Brands, DX Ferris, Andrew Scott, Natalie Runkle, and the incredibly brilliant and wickedly stunning Katie Daubney. If you or anyone you know has any ideas they would like to share or any guests they would like to hear on the podcast, please feel free to reach out to us at yo that's my john at gmail.com. Or you can leave an audio message for us and possibly hear yourself on a future episode by visiting anchor.fm slash ytmj slash message. Until next time, be sure to displace the guilt and embrace the pleasure and shout to the world, yo, that's my John. <laughs>